Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking into a wide open touchdown. First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to recap day number two of NFL Free Agency. And so to do that, we bring in our friend who is a producer and host extraordinaire over at U Stadium, Splash, a.k.a. Ryan Potts. That is what is on his driver's license. It would be really funny, though, if he just legally changed his name to Splash and that was on his driver's license, kind of like the Ultimate Warrior, the late Ultimate Warrior, former pro wrestler. He actually changed his name to The Warrior. So if you looked on his driver's license, that's what it said. Splash, welcome back to the show. And as far as I know, you have not actually done that yet, right? You haven't legally changed your name to Splash? Yeah, sadly, I, I did get my license renewed last week while I was home and like, cool, cool. It's getting sent in the mail, whatnot. But no, it's still Ryan, sadly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how my grandmother would feel about that. Like, I think my mom might be OK with it because she understands the branding thing. But I don't think my grandmother would take too kindly to it. I don't know what your grandmother would think about that, but I do think that she would be happy for Jacob Martin, a former Texans defensive end who signed a three-year deal with the Jets for up to $15.5 million. 26 years old, had four sacks for Houston last year. They wanted a rotational edge piece. This is the guy that they went out and got. Honestly, did not know much of anything about him before today, but Splash, you do, so I'm going to let you talk about him because you actually had some pretty interesting stuff to say to me before we started recording about Jacob Martin. 
Yeah, absolutely. So he, former Seahawk, uh, played there with, in 2018, spent the last three years with the Texans. And he was always like a rotational guy, you know, three or four sacks a year. And that's that's fine. And this year he had a much larger role with the disaster known as the Houston Texans. So he, he almost doubled his career high in snap count. And he, you know, instead of like tapering off his number of pressures, he produced pressures at the same rate. He uh, about double the snap count, double the pressures. He had 38 pressures on the season, according to PFF, um, had a, a pretty solid 69.9 pass rush grade, actually got a sack against the Jets. So Jets fans, if you recall that, uh, he did, uh, Jacob Martin did pop up in the stat sheet there. He had a game against the Dolphins with six pressures. He had several other games with three and four. And, you know, yes, the Texans were a train wreck. And yes, the his numbers might be a little bit inflated because his snaps were a little bit inflated. But he does bring some a talent as an as a rotational guy. Uh, not a great run defender, more of a, a pass rush specialist, if you will. But he's not like a disaster against the run. He had been a, one of the worst tacklers in the NFL, but he got some of those figured out this year. He he cut down on his missed tackle rate. It was hovering over 30% his first three years. He cut it below 30% this year. So is he a superstar? No. Is he a good player? I would say so. When you're signing a guy to a three-year deal for up to $15.5 million at the edge rusher position, all you can ask for is somebody that can be a quality contributor. And it sounds like, from what you said, Splash, Jacob Martin fits the bill there. Some more news that affects the Jets in a roundabout way. Allen Robinson, the wide receiver from the Chicago Bears, signs a three-year, $46.5 million deal with the Rams with about $30 million of that guaranteed. The reason that this affects the Jets in a roundabout way is that it frees up Robert Woods, who is now apparently available. Adam Schefter reporting the Rams are taking calls on Woods. The Jets have talked about wanting to add a veteran-wide receiver to help out Zach Wilson. They called about Amari Cooper, ultimately decided not to get in on that because they thought that his price tag was too high. They had called the Falcons about getting Calvin Ridley, and then, of course, Calvin Ridley ended up getting suspended. Woods is interesting because right now he's 29. He'll turn 30 by the time the season starts, but his numbers have been outstanding. He's been one of the most productive wide receivers in the NFL over the last couple of years. He's averaged over 1,100 yards and about 90 catches a year. That was from 2018 to 2020. And in 2021, the only reason he didn't get there is because he missed half the season with a torn ACL, but he was on pace to do it again. Reports say that he will be ready for training camp and healed from the ACL. He's got a reasonable cap figure. Looks like the acquiring team would pay him $10 million this year in base salary. That would be fully guaranteed. After that, he's got a couple more years at about $15 million per, but none of that money is guaranteed, so it'd be on a year-to-year basis. You could probably even restructure it, and as long as you gave him some more guaranteed money, bring that yearly cap hit down if you wanted to keep him beyond 2022. And based on what we've seen as far as what these veterans are going for, I can't imagine the price would be incredibly high in a trade. If I'm the Jets, I would call and offer the Christopher Herndon pick, the fourth rounder that they got from the Minnesota Vikings. And here's the key splash. Robert Woods would be a perfect fit in this offense because, remember, he comes from that Rams offense that is an offshoot of the Shanahan offense because Sean McVay is a protege of Mike Shanahan. Robert Woods is an excellent route runner and a tremendous yak guy. 
two qualities that are enormously important in the Mike LaFleur offense. So I think this makes way too much sense for the Jets. As I said, he's not that expensive, probably not going to cost you a ton to acquire in a pick. Gives you that established player at wide receiver that you really, really need, who's been highly productive, can help lift Zach Wilson, which Joe Douglas said was one of his big goals this offseason. You don't have to rely on a rookie, although you can still draft one in the second or third round to come in and contribute and learn the ropes and eventually be a guy that can be an impact player for the team. You don't have to lean on him to be a major contributor year number one because as we've talked about many times before, generally it takes wide receivers a year to really get acclimated and become an impactful player in the NFL. I say all of this to say that it makes so much sense for the Jets to go and get Robert Woods, and that's probably why they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually just patiently waiting for you to mention his blocking. I thought that was going to be mm-hmm. the, the lead thing with the, the shanahan offenses. It's really important that the wide receivers block because mm-hmm. you run you run the ball a lot out of 11 personnel, and I would imagine that's something the Jets want to do moving forward. And when you have a player like Woods on the field, mm-hmm. you have, I'm not going to say like an extra offensive lineman, but he's a really good blocker. It's the equivalent of having that extra tight end. And instead of, you know, 12 personnel and kind of overplaying your hand that you're probably going to run the ball, you can sit back and 11 personnel have three receivers and at least one is one of the better blockers in the NFL. And then you have whatever the heck else you want. Um, and that makes it, much easier to run the ball. You get lighter boxes mm-hmm. because the defense has to prepare for three wide receivers and a pass catching running back and a, a tight end that can do things and CJ Uzoma. So I think it makes perfect sense, but I agree with your logic that if it makes perfect sense, it's probably not something your team's going to do. So for you, it's the Jets. For me, it's the Ravens. <laughs> Still keeping my fingers crossed that they do it because as I said, it just makes so much sense. And the Jets really, really need a player like Robert Woods at the wide receiver position. Allen Robinson is a guy that the Rams decided would be an upgrade based on their current situation. But if Robert Woods is available, the Jets should absolutely be doing everything they can to make him a member of Gang Green. By the way, Allen Robinson signed today, but he was not the only player that signed a big new contract. In fact, we saw the largest contract ever handed out to a wide receiver today, and that contract went to Devontae Adams, and it was not courtesy of the Green Bay Packers. We all thought Aaron Rodgers was back. There's no way that Devontae Adams was going to leave Green Bay, but guess what? He did. Packers deal him to the Raiders for a first and second round pick in this year's draft. It appears that Devontae Adams got sore at the team because they franchise tagged him. He told them that he would not play on the tag, and even though the Packers had a really good offer on the table, he wanted to go elsewhere. He reunites with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. And in case you forgot, those two were an incredible tandem in Fresno State. I wouldn't be surprised to see Derek Carr play significantly better for the Raiders. And let's be honest, Splash, they're really going to need that this year in that division, which is the toughest in football. You've got the Chargers, who have upgraded immensely on the defensive side of the ball. They've got an emerging superstar in Justin Herbert. We already know how great the Chiefs are, and the Broncos just added Russell Wilson, so they became a contender. The Raiders now strike and get themselves Devontae Adams. This is an enormous move, and apparently Aaron Rodgers knew what was going on the entire time, and as Adam Schefter joked, 
He did indeed sign his contract, so you don't have to worry about that if you're a Packers fan. But I can only guess that the Packers are going to use at least one of these picks to draft a wide receiver to try and replace Devontae Adams and give Aaron Rodgers a new weapon. But this was stunning. I never saw this coming splash. I thought for sure Devontae Adams was staying in Green Bay. Instead, he gets dealt to the Raiders for a first and second, and he becomes the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Yeah, that was, I actually saw a Nick Wright tweet about it, and he said that the Raiders uh, got absolutely fleeced, right? So they traded two quality draft picks for the right to pay Devontae Adams more money than any wide receiver in the history of the NFL. While I think that perspective is hilarious, I almost think it's a necessary move because if, if you're the Raiders, it's probably not worth blowing up, but you have to continue to compete in the arms race, and I still it still shocks me that they made the playoffs last year. The The number of game-winning kicks that Daniel Carlson had to hit, the number of chaotic things they needed to go right down the stretch that it felt like every other week they were playing a close game. You have the, the Chargers game at the end of the season. Um, you have the Ravens game week one. It was just book, they bookended the season in these absolutely wild games, and they slip into the playoffs. And now you know the Chargers are adding defensive studs. The Broncos are adding a future Hall of Fame quarterback. They might add a future Hall of Fame linebacker. I don't know if Bobby Wagner is interested in Denver, but that's an option. And, of course, you're playing against in a division with Patrick Mahomes, and that's a scary proposition that Derek Carr is a top 12-ish quarterback. He's like in that 10 to 14 range, depending on how you like your quarterbacks, and he's the worst in the division. And it's probably not even close that he's the worst in the division. That's how scary it is. But you add in a superstar, Devontae Adams, best wide receiver in the NFL, at the very worst, a top three wide receiver in the NFL. You plug him in with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, um, offensive line that's kind of all over the map, although I do love me some Colton Miller at left tackle. The defense, you bring in Chandler Jones, right? You did trade away Yannick Ngakwe, but you bring in Rakius in to help out the secondary. And I think you have a team that's going to be very competitive, although I will caution people from saying, oh, yeah, the the – AFC West will supply four playoff teams. There's a reason three playoff teams rarely happens because these teams are going to eat up on each other. And every loss, random loss here or there is one extra game that the Patriots might not have to deal with, right? Or the the Ravens or Browns or whoever you think the second best team is in the N or the AFC North, they won't have to deal with, or the Colts won't have to deal with. And the heck, the Colts get the Jags twice and the Texans twice. So, you know, you're going to eat up on each other in the division and maybe a team goes nine and eight that really feels like a 12 and five team. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Big quarterback news in addition to the wide receiver movement. Deshaun Watson has apparently narrowed his choice down to the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. We've been saying for a couple days, Splash, that this was going to be the case because even though Carolina was very aggressive, it appears that Deshaun Watson's people are pushing him towards New Orleans, but his heart is in Atlanta. He had reached out to Atlanta himself and wanted a meeting there. He was a ball boy for the Falcons. He grew up 50 miles from Atlanta. He also is somebody that has a good relationship with Arthur Blank. So you take a look at all of those factors, and it seems like, especially considering what he's gone through, maybe home is where the heart is, and that's where he's going to end up wanting to go. But then again, like I said, New Orleans is an interesting spot for him, and it seems like his people are pushing him in that direction. So it's going to be one of those two teams. It's not going to be Carolina, despite their efforts, and it's not going to be Cleveland either, which we never expected it to be. The domino effect of that, though, Splash, is that, number one, Baker Mayfield is so upset that they were chasing Deshaun Watson that now he has demanded a trade. The Browns have said, no, they're not going to trade him, but he said, that's it, he's done, he's not playing for them again. I suspect that that means that at some point, the Browns are going to have to give in and deal him. To who are they going to deal him? We don't know. There are several teams that could use a quarterback. Seattle was mentioned today. Indianapolis was mentioned. So those are two teams that are definite possibilities. You take a look at the fallout if Deshaun Watson goes to Atlanta. The Falcons push the bonus for Matt Ryan down a couple of days, which gives them extra time to make a move there. So they're waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson now. Splash, this is an unprecedented situation with a quarterback this good, this young, prime of his career being traded somewhere. And now we wait to see which team ends up getting him and what the fallout's going to be. But we do know that Baker Mayfield has vowed to not play for the Cleveland Browns. Where he ends up next is another interesting domino to fall. This has been an insane offseason for quarterback movement. Russell Wilson, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, traded. Deshaun Watson on the verge of being traded. Another former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, most likely going to get traded at one point. We talked about Carson Wentz, who was a number two overall pick, traded earlier in this offseason. Jimmy G is almost definitely going to get moved at some point. So this is the craziest offseason I've ever seen when it comes to quarterbacks changing teams. And this is something I've never seen before. Yeah, this is, I, I would imagine, unprecedented that like, you'll have occasional, 
you'll have a Brady come up right every every decade or so. You'll have a Peyton, right? You'll have uh, like random random quarterbacks here or there, like one once every ten years. I don't know. We happen to have two in the same off season. It's just insane the that you're moving the needle. And then even if you want to throw in Brady unretiring, you're throwing in three top six or so quarterbacks. That is half of the NFL's like elite tier quarterbacks. And even Aaron Rodgers was almost available, if you will. So it's it's fun to think about. And it's especially fun to think about the domino effect here that if wherever Deshaun Watson picks, that team no longer needs a quarterback, obviously. But the other team, whether it's New Orleans or Atlanta, What's your option? Well, the Atlanta, it's easy. It's Matt Ryan. And New Orleans, it's probably easy. It's Jameis Winston, who hasn't signed yet. But let's say Watson goes to Atlanta. Where does Matt Ryan go? Does he go to Indianapolis? Does he get sent back to Houston in a trade? I don't think Houston would find him particularly valuable. Do you have some sort of, sh- some sort of shuffle that uh, Baker Mayfield goes to Indy? Matt Ryan finds his way to Cleveland and Deshaun Watson settles in in the A? I- Maybe if you're if you're looking at it from a Saints perspective and you sign Deshaun or you trade for Deshaun Watson, then Jameis obviously isn't coming back. Does he go to the Colts? Does he go to Cleveland with Baker going to the Colts? Does like where does Jimmy G fit into all of this? I've heard that there's rumors that he's going to Sarah or he's going to Cleveland or Indianapolis. Those are the two, I guess, prevailing thoughts. And what does Baker have to do in all of this? Because I think it's pretty fair for uh Okay, from what I understand, the Falcons approached Matt Ryan and said, hey, we're going to inquire about Deshaun Watson. I don't know if the Browns did that with Baker, but I I feel like you can repair that bridge because the the Browns aren't going to let him get traded. And I think that should be a sign to Baker Mayfield that we still appreciate you. We were just looking at other options, right? And I think that if I'm Baker, then yeah, I'm right to be like annoyed, right? But I do think there is something to, uh, there is some reconciliation that I think can happen. And we saw with Baker last year, he was playing hurt for the Browns. So that is a uh, kind of a, a tally for him in that he cares about the city of Cleveland. He cares about the organization, the fans, the so on and so forth. So I, I think Cleveland might be best off to just stay with Baker and say, Hey, we're going to throw 2021 in the trash because he was injured for 14 to 15 starts and, or something along those lines, 13 to 14 starts, something like that. And, you know, we're going to throw that away. We're going to start a new year. We have a easier schedule than we anticipated because we finished third. Right. And, you know, let's go from there, right? Let's progress. Let's go with Baker. We have Amari Cooper, one of the best route runners in the NFL. We still have one of the best offensive lines, even though I still don't know why they cut J.C. Treader. But you have a, a solid enough defense. So I'm just excited to see how the dominoes fall. I'm, there could be, you know, four or five, six teams that have a new quarterback in the next week, depending on where Watson goes. Really is a remarkable situation that bears watching. I will say, though, the Baker Mayfield situation reminds me a little bit of what happened with Jay Cutler in Denver when Josh McDaniels got there, tried to trade for Matt Castle, was ultimately unsuccessful. Cutler decided he was done with the Broncos and they ended up dealing him. I think that's probably what's going to happen in the end. So I'll disagree with you on that splash. I think that Mayfield is going to end up getting traded. 
and the Browns will probably end up getting somebody like Jimmy G. But man, this is insane, all this quarterback movement going on and all the behind the scenes drama and everything going on with that as well. So keep your eye on that because this is a better soap opera than anything you could ever watch on television. Let's go through the rest of the moves from around the league, those splash, the biggest ones. We'll start with the Bills. We know that they went out and made a big splash with Von Miller yesterday. Today, they cut Cole Beasley, who was a big part of that organization's buildup from before Josh Allen to what we see now. Unfortunately for Cole Beasley, got to the point now where they had built up that receiving core. They've got Stefan Diggs. They've got Gabe Davis, and it just didn't make any sense to pay Cole Beasley anymore. So he's back on the open market. Casey Hayward signs with the Falcons, two years, $11 million. It was kind of funny because Kyle Pitts was talking about how awesome the Falcons were about to become, and people thought that it was related to Deshaun Watson. But nope, he was talking about his old friend Casey Hayward who will come in and help that Atlanta secondary. Lael Collins, who he'd heard had been shot by the Cowboys officially, is going to be released post-June 1st. Apparently, he's going to have his first meeting with the Cincinnati Bengals. That makes way too much sense because the Bengals need offensive line help desperately, as we saw with Joe Burrow getting punished throughout the playoffs in the Super Bowl. And Collins, I'm sure, would love to play for a contender that was just in a Super Bowl. Zadarius Smith, and Splash, I'll let you talk about this in a little bit, was supposed to go to the Ravens. We talked about this yesterday. It was going to be a homecoming for him. Instead, it ended up not happening. So he is still a free agent on the open market. Hayden Hurst, the tight end from the Atlanta Falcons, goes to the Bengals, who needed some help at the position once C.J. Ozama left to sign with the Jets. Giants releasing Logan Ryan, who they'd signed a couple of years ago to help remake their secondary. Shaq Lawson goes back to Buffalo on a one-year deal. He spent the last year with the Jets, had one memorable play where he knocked the ball up into the air and had an interception. Eagles are going to be releasing Fletcher Cox because he was due $18 million guaranteed, but it appears that he is likely to stay with Philly on a cheaper one-year deal. Eli Apple re-signs with Cincy on a one-year $4 million deal. Hopefully, for his sake, he doesn't have to try and cover anybody on the Rams again anytime soon. And last but not least, the Bears signed Chiefs wide receiver Byron Pringle to a one-year $6 million deal with $4 million guaranteed. So there's the news of the day splash beyond the big headlines that we talked about before. I'm sure you've got thoughts on Zadarius Smith. What are your thoughts on him and the rest of the moves that we just discussed? Uh, instead of the Zadarius Smith homecoming, the Ravens do make a different homecoming, re-signing uh, former Raven Michael Pierce, uh, <laughs> left the team after the 2019 season, went to the Vikings, proceeded to opt out of the 2022 season, then played eight games in 2021, recording two sacks against the Bengals and one sack against the Steelers. So he's coming back a little bit cheaper than Zadarius Smith. So likely means Zadarius Smith will not be a member of the Ravens this year. He will sign elsewhere, but that does free up a couple million dollars for the Ravens to use in this free agency, whether that's to sign a center or uh, an edge or, you know, just save it for shenanigans in the off season. So exciting moves all around. They're reuniting with one of the better run defenders in the NFL. Although Pierce did have a strong season as a pass rusher, much better than most of his seasons with Baltimore and did not have quite the season as a run defender. 
Um, I do appreciate teams around the league realizing, hey, maybe we should like sign good players. I think that's a, a solid philosophy of <laughs> if a good player is available, sign him. If a uh, if someone on your team you thought you think you thunk you think is valuable, you know, re-sign them. I don't know what the Bengals are thinking with the re-signing Eli Apple, but apparently they think he's valuable to their team. And you know what? He just might be because he annoys the ever-living daylights out of the other 31 NFL fan bases. <laughs> so maybe that's something they like. Maybe that's, you know, boosts up the Twitter engagements, boosts up the social media engagements when you have a player as, I don't want to say polarizing because there's a reason 95% of the NFL just hates Eli Apple. Um, but Hey, you know, negative attention is a good attention. So maybe if that gets them 10 extra thousand, 10,000 extra subscribers on or 10 extra, 10,000 extra followers on Twitter, maybe that's worthwhile. Splash, I'll be honest with you. I think 99% of the NFL hates Eli Apple. I bet you there's a significant number of players on the Bengals that don't even like Eli Apple at this point. And really, why would you? As you said, he is incredibly annoying. Let's talk about the players that are still available. Still some very big names that are on the board. Taron Armstead, the offensive tackle from the Saints. I wonder if he's waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson before he makes a decision. Stefan Gilmore, as we said a couple days ago, there was some buzz about him maybe going to the Jets. And they were saying the Raiders might be involved. He's still out there. At 32 years old, he can still play, but he's had injury issues and his play slipped a little bit. So we'll see what happens there. Bobby Wagner, the multiple-time Pro Bowl linebacker from the Seahawks who was released last week, he's still sitting there. I still think he goes to the Cowboys because of his connection to Dan Quinn. And especially now that they ended up striking out on all those edge rushers, it would make sense to budget for him. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, I haven't heard anything about him, which is wild. Got to figure his market will heat up soon. He's still one of the best defensive players in the league. Trent Brown, the offensive tackle from the New England Patriots, we heard he's actually taking visits, which is old school. A lot of these guys don't take visits anymore. Jadavian Clowney, who had a really good year for the Browns, it would make sense for the Browns to try and bring him back. He was a really good fit there, but we'll see if somebody else jumps in and nabs him. And Bradley Bozeman, your guy Splash, I'm not exactly sure where he's going to go. There was some talk that the Jets might be interested. They ended up getting Lake and Tomlinson instead. So I'm not entirely sure where he's going to end up. So Splash, your thoughts on those guys that are still available. I'm actually very surprised that we haven't heard anything about Honey Badger. You would have thought you'd hear something about who's talking to him, who's interested, nothing. Yeah, I've, I heard something i don't know if it's like from a verifiable source uh that maybe the chiefs could re-sign him for a cheaper deal and you have reed and matthew um sealers fans are you know uh foaming at the mouth of the the thought of having minka and matthew together but maybe maybe just maybe their teams around the league are looking at his age and saying eh, maybe he's not maybe he's not quite the player he was a couple years ago um, and maybe they're looking elsewhere, but then there's also the elephant in the room, Deshaun Watson. Maybe Matthew's just waiting for Watson to make a decision. And then he follows Watson because they were teammates briefly in Houston. The, the brief pit stop that uh, honey badger did have with the Houston Texans, they were teammates. So I don't know, maybe there's some under the table. Hey, Hey, Deshaun, where are you going? Okay. I'll sign there. But to not raise any suspicions, I'll sign after you sign after you get traded. Uh, Tron Armstead could be the same thing. 
uh, particularly with the Saints, I don't think he would go to the Falcons. But if you are the Saints and you sign or you trade for Deshaun Watson, why don't you want to bring back Teron Armstead? Just come on back into the fold. And I, I think that's the a key domino to fall is Watson. And then you're going to see, I think you're going to see Honey Badger go. You're going to see Bozeman go. And especially if you look at <clears throat> the players that the Saints might end up trading, Cesar Ruiz, Eric McCoy, those guys are both interior offensive linemen. McCoy is the starting center. Ruiz, I believe, is the starting left guard. Uh, Anders Pete play, had played the other one. Um, so if you're getting rid of one or both of those guys in a trade, it makes sense to go get Bradley Bozeman, who I believe is the best center on the market. Well, JC Treader, but he is the best, I guess, bargain by, you know, he had a, a, a bit of a breakout season playing center for the first time in his, in his NFL career this year. So I think the saints are probably in the market for those three players. If they bring back. Uh, or if they trade for Deshaun Watson, if they don't, then Jameis Winston, who's still available, is probably going to go, I would hope, goes back to the Saints. Ryan Splash Potts, producer and host over at U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number two of free agency with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to interact with you on social media and check out everything you're doing at U Stadium, what's going on at U Stadium, and how can people talk to you on Twitter and all the other social media apps. For sure. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Mr. Splashman 19. I've been trying to interact more. I uh, commented on a couple like college basketball things today. There was one or, and a baseball thing. Like if you could trade for any player in baseball, who would it be? And I think the correct answer for 29 of 30 teams is one Soto. Um, some college basketball stuff as my beloved Boise state Broncos lost and my beloved Yukon Huskies lost and my uh, soon to be alma mater, Arizona Wildcats play tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, so Mr. Splashman 19 on Twitter. If you want to check me out on Instagram, you can go to splash reviews or underscore splash underscore sports. You know, if you want to just talk to me, splash reviews. If you want to look at my content, underscore splash, underscore review, or underscore splash, underscore sports. And you can check me out on the U Stadium app, just at splash. I have a star next to my name or whatever. I have a check mark next to my name. So, you know, I'm always on there. If you want to make a take, I can send you some points, this, that, the other. So I'm always available. If you want to email me, uh, that might be a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that you interact with Splash on the U Stadium app or on Twitter. And check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has got some great breakdowns right now featuring all 22 film of two of the newest Jets, DJ Reed, the cornerback from Seattle, and Lakin Tomlinson, the Pro Bowl guard from the San Francisco 49ers. Watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Mugs, caps, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money. But it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital at playlikeajet.com anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.